Well, Renee Vitale, I spent the majority of the weekend thinking that uh, we'd be starting the show talking about the the life and career and death of Jimmy Buffett. And then Steve Harwell, the guy from uh, uh, Smash Mouth, ended up dying. And it's just, uh, uh, can we slow this down a little bit? I know. And then we, we do have to mention that uh, Gary Wright uh, died at 80 as well. The Dreamweaver guy? Dreamweaver, Parkinson's. Wow. I know. Bad week. It's a rough weekend. Bad weekend for music. And um, so I guess Steve Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth is the most recent one. Uh, he passed away of liver failure. It was announced that he was on hospice on, on Sunday. And then the next day he passed away. And it really is kind of a tale of two kind of careers and, and legacies here. Because Jimmy Buffett. Um, you know, obviously both, both guys were, were kind of past their peak, but Jimmy Buffett, um, he, he remained beloved and, and, and playing to a lot of fans and, and the end of, uh, Steve Harwell, the singer from Smash Mouth's career, um, didn't end too well. You're talking about all these videos that you've been seeing on uh TikTok that people have been posting, uh, since it came out that he was sick. Yeah. It was like. Oh, he's on his deathbed. That's terrible. And then my TikTok was flooded, unfortunately, of not very savory videos of him having meltdowns on stage, right. fighting with fans, storming off stage. And it's like, oh, man, that's rough. Yeah. And and it, it it's interesting you say that because the last video I saw and, and, and Smash Mouth is still touring, but they... They they've had a new singer since 2021, but the last video I saw of of the original singer from Smash Mouth, he was on on stage arguing with fans. He yeah. walked off the uh, he he walked off the the, the stage, and uh, uh, with him, you know, you you, you kind of hear that he wasn't the easiest person to be around. However, I will say that All Star was a moment. All Star came out the summer between my eighth. Uh, b- between eighth and ninth grade for me, and uh, I went back. Go back and look at the lyrics. That that I wouldn't even say that song is low key deep. That that song is high key deep. And, and you know their songs, th- their catalog. They had All Star. They had I'm a Believer, Walking on the Sun. They redid Why Can't We Be Friends. I uh, can't get enough of you. They had so many great hits. They were a fantastic band. And they started off as like a ska punk band. Yes, they did. So it yeah. kind of like Sugar Ray was a punk. Once upon a time, you you say, I'm going to a punk show. This band called Smash Mouth and this song, uh, this this band called Sugar Ray. Yeah, right. And they had such a unique sound. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is sad that, uh, you know, unfortunately, we're not talking more highly of them right now. Yeah, but yeah. I mean the the guy had his demons. He struggled with yeah. alcoholism. He I know he lost a child very very young. Yeah, so it's a leukemia. Who knows yeah. what that what kind of effect that has. And of then course. you kind of look at Jimmy Buffett who had such a dedicated fan base yep. all the way to the end. I I think he he started canceling shows in 2022, canceled a bunch of shows in 2023. He played like a final like surprise in in someone's like backyard in July in July yeah. for forty five minutes and the empire that he built right off of Margaritaville the brand yeah that brand I mean he had the the food line you know he had his cruise line yeah retirement homes restaurants see I know I I know there's he has a chain called Margaritaville. There was also a chain, it's not around anymore, called Cheeseburger in Paradise. Yep. I, I'm wondering if that was his. I, I always oh, assumed that, that was umbrella. his. Yeah. yeah. 
they had this great red, white, and blue drink that uh, that I can't find anywhere else. But um, yeah, and and so kind of towards the end, people are speaking glowingly about Jimmy Buffett, um, and it was a whole culture. It really was, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it you kind of you. I never saw him play like an outdoor venue like Pine Knob, but obviously now that he's passed away, you kind of wish you have. Yeah, I've got to say I'm quite inspired by a guy who's who sings about uh, margaritas and cheeseburgers living to the age of 76. Yes. And yeah. he, he probably would have made it to his 80s if if he wore sunscreen, because obviously he passed away um, from an aggressive uh, form of skin cancer. Yep. And it, it's fitting, though. It's fitting, though, that he waited till September to pass away because his his uh, music is so like emblematic of, of warm summer. weather and summer. So we need to protect Kenny Chesney. I feel like he's carrying the <laughs> legacy of that right. on, you know, and, and a very know, good friend of his. Yeah. Kenny Chesney looks pretty healthy to me. Last I saw, he looked pretty jacked. Um, hopefully he's wearing the sunscreen. But, yeah. you know, Jimmy Buffett was doing that beach bum culture like yeah. Back back when people were like putting baby oil on to get a better tan. Oh, that's not good to do. No, no, no. Okay. So like the no, <laughs> no. If that's if you're doing that, Renee, stop doing it. Don't lay on tin foil either. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah, sun. yeah. Don't put that little tin foil thing around right, you. Right. Um, so I, I think people are finally getting out of Burning Man. What a mess this was, oh huh? Oh my gosh! As of yesterday, yeah, they uh, they were allowing people to do the max exodus. Uh, that that was a mess, and Chris Rock was part of it. Yeah, Chris Rock and Diplo, Diplo. they hoofed it six miles. For, yeah, for wow, sick, good. It, I, so you know, here's the thing: Chris Rock is a specimen. That guy can walk six miles through quicksand. He could take a punch from Will Smith. Yes, I think I don't think we give Chris Rock the credit for being as tough as he is. Right, but for those who who don't know. Um, which I, I'm sure you do. Burning Man. I I still don't know what kind of festival. It's not a music festival. It's an experience. It's like Woodstock without the music. It's where like a bunch of rich kids go and cosplay hippie. Yeah, yeah. A lot, lot of debauchery. It's it's held in like a dried out lake bed. Right. So it's no surprise that they got like an. She- in- what was it two to three months worth of rain in 24 hours? Right, which was only about uh, 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 an inch and a half of rain, but right. it, it flooded out. People couldn't leave. They locked them inside. Yeah, which, you know, caused mass panic. Well, yeah. And there was a lot of um, drugs, which caused even more panic right. when you're under an influence and told you can't leave. Right. If you're ever, if you're ever locked inside a dr- dried out yet flooded lake bed, don't do the bath salts. Do the weed. It'll cal- <laughs> it'll calm you down. Right. Uh, it should be noted that one person did die. Uh, details about how they died haven't been released yet. Right. Uh, I mean, my guess is maybe they tried hoofing it and something happened, but but we know that's exhaustion. Who knows? That's pure speculation. Sure. I, sure. I will say though, it does seem like the burning the 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 Burning Man hippies actually took this pretty well in stride. I mean, all the clips you saw on the news, I think those of us not there were freaking out more than, like, the people actually there. Uh Everyone's like, oh, well, we we packed an extra week's worth of food, and we're just having a great time. But uh, it does not sound like a good time. Well, looking at that line, I just just think of how annoyed I get trying to leave, like, Pine Knob after a show. That, the anxiety's through the roof, so I couldn't imagine. They say that traffic jam could be... 
that that traffic jam could could be lasting months and months. I mean, I'm really? sorry, not months and months. Ooh. Days. Oh, days. Okay. Sorry, it's Tuesday after a holiday weekend. Yep. I'm not quite sharp. Uh, so yesterday, um, Joe Biden told reporters at an airport in Philadelphia that he's not worried about a strike until it happens uh, between the UAW and the big three and that he doesn't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And Sean Fain pushed back saying, well, is there something that he knows that I don't? Yeah. I think a reporter came up to him and said, what do you want to tell Joe Biden right now? And uh, yeah, right. Sean Fain said he must know something we don't. Right. Maybe the company's plan plans on walking in on giving us our demands the night before. Uh, He also said their intent is to not strike. Their intent is to get a fair deal done. Um, But obviously nobody's optimistic except for Joe Biden. Sure. That that we're 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 going to avoid a strike. This should be an interesting week. Yeah, and, and it's funny because um, the fifteenth, the deadline is right in the middle of the auto show. Oh, so, I didn't even think about that. So that's gonna that's gonna be quite interesting. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, scary moment for a uh, mail carrier out in Taylor. Well, this is scary for the city of Taylor because on anyone who has a mailbox in Taylor. Right, because on Friday, Taylor police say that uh, a mail, mar- mail carrier was robbed at gunpoint. Now, according to Taylor police, the suspect is in his mid-20s. He stole the mail carrier's set of keys and cell phone. The cell phone was recovered, but police believe that the suspect was after the mail carrier's arrow key, which is a key that can be used to open Almost every mailbox in the city of Taylor, the suspect who stole the key is still at large. So if you know anything that you are asked to reach out to the Taylor police. Yeah. And, it's and like the skeleton key to the mailboxes to the city of Taylor. That's like supervillain stuff, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like the plot of a movie. It really does. And so if you're in Taylor, I mean, keep an eye on your mailbox. If I were, If I lived in Taylor and I had... Uh, important bills to send out. I may take it to a P.O. box in another city, mm-hmm. at least until this person is caught. Yeah, for sure. And you, uh, I would imagine that this person is going to face some harsh penalties because messing with the mail. Federal offense. Federal offense. Yep. Like cutting the mattress uh, tag off. Oh, that's so rebellious. Yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, so hopefully people in Taylor be on the lookout. They, it, this hasn't gotten a whole lot of pu- publicity because nobody was hurt, thankfully. Sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, you got all your financial information mm-hmm. in the mail, official correspondence. So just be on the lookout. It's first thing with Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, and WJR. I don't know if you've seen this video, Renee, of this uh, this plane crash that happened after this gender reveal. I did not. Uh, there was this gender. I think it was in Mexico. There was this gender reveal, and. Um, I don't know exactly what the setup was, but there is this like small little prop airplane that mm-hmm. that flew over the uh, couple and it dropped like uh, pink smoke to signify that they're having a girl mm-hmm. in the middle of the video. You see the wing fall off the airplane. The airplane crashes oh, no. and the pilot dies. Oh, no. And oh. I and I think this is a time where we have to look at ourselves and say, OK, do we need to maybe like. Take a step back from from these gender reveals. Let's let's just go back to opening boxes of balloons or cutting open a cake. Yeah, or you know, hitting a golf ball that that explodes blue or sure. Or, but uh, sure, the, like okay, oh. uh, no, that that this is about as oh, f- tragic. I know.
Uh, that's as far as we should go with these general. Yeah, it is getting a bit out of hand and the, over the top. And the eerie thing about the video is that at the moment, people didn't know the airplane crashed. So they're all, you know, after this, this airplane went down on fire, people are clapping and applauding <sighs> because they didn't see it. They just saw the, the smoke that it's a girl. Sure. Um, you know, if you're rich, like, uh, I think it was Venus Williams and the, the guy who owns Reddit, you know, they did a little drone show in the sky. That's fine. But let's not put like people's life in safety. I almost feel like that, uh, people are taking a step back from the gender reveals. I know more and more couples that are waiting to find out what they're having until the baby's born right? or not finding out for that matter. Right. Back in my day. (laughs) <laughs> the gender reveal was when, as the doctor was smacking your butt. Right, exactly. I but, think we're getting back to that a little more. Well, and it seems like, I feel like people go a little crazier on the gender reveal for, like, their first kid. Yeah. And then, at, like, like uh, on Inside Edition, they, they talked to the woman who was credited for the creating the gender reveal. I don't, I, I don't know the backstory of her, but she was like, she's like, even she was saying these are getting out of hand, mm-hmm. and, and I even do a gender reveal for my other kids. The first kids get everything. Yeah, oh, sure. She's done with it herself. Yeah, she's done with it herself. <laughs> so maybe everyone, maybe everyone should follow suit like Even they she's did. Jump the shark. Yeah, she's like, okay, this <laughs> is getting <laughs> stupid. Uh, last week we talked about the uh, Taylor Swift uh, Eras Tour movie mm-hmm. coming to um, theaters, and um, there were some Easter eggs. Right, uh, tickets were like nineteen dollars, nineteen eighty nine, Yep. Uh, her uh, uh, it, October 13th is the release date. Right. Well, this was also supposed to be the release date of the new Exorcist movie, The Exorcist Believers. And and everyone was getting ready for a, a new Barbenheimer. But this time it was going to be, instead of Barbenheimer, it was going to be The Exorcist. Oh, I see what they did there. And it's not going to happen because um, NBC Universal, the company that's uh, distributing The Exorcist, they don't want to go up against Taylor Swift, so they're actually moving their release date to October 6th. And I said to myself, did Taylor Swift just defeat the devil? She did. Is she more <laughs> powerful than Beelzebub, the Lord of Darkness? She is. Is she? <laughs> is she? Amazing. Wow. I just thought I thought that was incredible. I mean, I don't know. I, I Look at you, Taylor. Look at you fighting evil. It's like anytime people, you know, because Taylor Swift, she's getting to that echelon where people are like, okay, is she gonna is she gonna one day be looked upon as like bigger than the Beatles, bigger than Michael Jackson, bigger than Prince? And I, I think you you have this in your back pocket when you're arguing. So, yeah, well, she defeated the devil. Is there anything she can't do? No. So there you go. Uh, Taylor Swift is the biggest act in musical history. Wow. Uh, you know, in, 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 until someone defeats Taylor Swift, I guess. So I, th- I thought that Not was... even the devil. Nope. It's good for you, Taylor Swift. The Lord's smiling on you. Um <laughs> Last week, we were talking about uh, Kelly Stafford and the um, awkward position that she put her husband, Matthew Stafford, in. Uh, Fill us in on that because you were the one who brought us that story. So basically, she was saying that Matthew Stafford is reaching the age where he cannot connect with the younger players. 
Um, he's actually has this book that's almost like flashcards of the younger players so that he knows who they are and what they look like. Because when they come out of the locker room, they bury their faces right. in their phones. That he's, shows you how old he is because he's using flashcards. A, a, young, <laughs> a younger quarterback having a, a hard time connecting would like have an app for that. Right, right. Yeah. There's a disconnect. Right. And so she went on her podcast talking about that. And you and I were wondering, like, okay, like, do you ever, do you think Matthew Stafford ever comes home and he says to Kelly Stafford, like, hey, you know, that that wasn't for public consumption. I'm sure there's a lot of times that happens with her. Well, and Christy McDonald from uh, WDIV, she's got a uh, uh, a series on Local 4 Plus where mm-hmm. she does these long-form interviews. And uh, she actually asked Kelly Stafford about that. What you said on your podcast about Matthew and him bonding or maybe not yes. bonding so much with the younger players on the team. Let me ask, is that ever a conversation then when you come home and he's like, "Hun, Oh, uh, that that was the worst thing I've probably done when it comes to with him. So there you go. Christy McDonald asking the questions we want to know. And getting answers. Uh, she she went on to say um, that uh, uh, Chrissy McDonald asked her what his reaction was to it. And she said it wasn't good. So, um, it, it, and, and, you know, Renee, um, you know, you've been hosting morning radio for a while. I'm, I'm new to, to this, but I've been doing like a lot of podcasting in my basement ever since. I mean, do you have a protocol with your spouse about what you what you can and cannot talk about, at least personally on the radio? It's a fine line. Mm-hmm. I think to be successful in radio, in morning radio, you have to be your authentic self, mm-hmm. right? You have to be an open book. Of course, there are certain things, just like in real life, right. that you, you have to have your own personal life, right? Mm-hmm. That you just share with your significant other. Uh, I would say the majority, I would, 80%, I'll share on, on the air. But, of course, there are certain things that common sense are off limits. Right. Or do you ever say um, to to your husband, you know, uh, can I talk about this on the radio? Or or is there like an understanding that that anything that most things are fair game? Most things are fair game. But there will be times I'll go, can you please not talk about this? Or he'll say, you know, we're not going to talk about this on the air. Right. <laughs> so so pretty much most <laughs> things are fair game unless he specifically asks you or or puts them off limits. And, and there's been times that maybe his ex-wife or other family members will go, can you ask Renee not to bring this? Up? Oh, wow. <laughs> we're at that place now. <laughs> wow. And And I'll be honest, there's been a couple of times that I maybe didn't use my best judgment. Yeah. And thought that this was fair game. And family members have said, you know, I don't appreciate Renee bringing this up on the air. And I learned. Yeah. You know. It hasn't happened to me yet, but I've only been doing this for two and a half months. So there's still. <laughs> oh, wait. There's still plenty of time. It's an awkward one when it happens. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and then the thing is, you can't you can't talk about it later on the radio because you're you're told not to bring it up right. at all. And you can't say you didn't do it. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, we, do we downloaded the podcast and, right. and everybody heard. So, right. uh, yeah. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, ho- hopefully Kelly Stafford takes a, this as a lesson. I take it as a preemptive lesson with me. I everything I everything I'm going to bring up. Can I talk about this on the radio? Usually my wife's like, yeah, I don't care. Right. But you still you still got to ask. Sure. Especially because. You know, I I think if like you meet someone while you're a radio personality, it's kind of an understanding. But we've been together for 
uh, 13 years, well mm-hmm. before I was on the air. So I think I think the rules are a little bit different. Right. Yeah. Um, we've got another big act that was um, announced for the uh, auto show charity preview. Yeah, Shaggy's coming to town. Wow. And, and you know what? I think that that is a, a huge Huge uh, undertaking to play charity preview. All eyes are on you. I mean, it's the international auto show. It's a big deal yeah. and to maybe, play auto prom. Maybe him and Jennifer Hudson will do a collab. She's uh, say now. I've I've been into Jennifer Hudson lately for her uh, talk show work. She does a great right. job on that talk show. When they first announced that she was doing that, I went, "Oh, not everybody should have a talk show." We learned, and that. and they and they are right. But she, I find her to be delightful. She is very good. But what this shows me is that uh, you know we're moving into the demographic now, where it used to be like, like acts from like that that I used to think were like so old at the auto show. They did have a lot of Motown acts yeah. for the longest time, which is fitting, right? Of course. But now I'm kind of moving in that demographic where uh, okay, acts from my youth now are are, are playing the auto right. show. Shaggy is definitely from our youth. I think it's going to be great. And I have not moved into the tax bracket to afford tickets to the charity <laughs> preview. So there's li- there's a little disconnect. But it'll be fun. You know, he's got some bangers for sure. It wasn't me. It I, wasn't me. That's I, all I know. I know. I want to be that guy on what who just in the back and goes, yeah. Ow. <laughs> I know. Like, what does that gig pay? I know. That guy's got to be making bank. <laughs> it's first thing with Mike Parsons and Renee Vitale on WJR. And uh, Lloyd Jackson is on vacation, so uh, Renee and I are joined by Guy. And Guy, I'd like to tell you a little story. Okay. Somebody once asked me if I could spare some change for gas. They had to get themselves away from this place. And I said, yep. What a concept. I could use a little fuel myself, and we could all use a little change. No, I didn't come up with that, and you're probably wondering. <laughs> what, where are you going? You're probably wondering who would come up with something so philosophical. Aristotle, Jack Kerouac, and I'd say no. The lead singer of Smash Mouth came up with that. Steve pa- Harwell. Passed away at 56. And, yeah, we were talking about his, his legacy is a bit complicated, but. Uh, yeah. It's been a hard week for, for music legends, right? Unbelievable. I, I was coming back from up north and with a lot of stop and go traffic and kind of stressful and put on Buffett. You just smile when you listen to Buffett. Close your eyes and you're instantly transformed to a vacation place in your mind, right? Yeah. And I was just, I mean, some of his later stuff that I hadn't been as familiar with was on this playlist. And there's some really good stuff. The collaborations that he did with a lot of country artists, too. That, too. You know, Kenny Chesney, Uncle Cracker. Five o'clock somewhere is an all-time banger. Kenny Chesney just kind of rip off Jimmy Buffett? I'm sorry. Well, maybe Jimmy Buffett passed the uh, torch to him, like Renee said. In the first segment, they're great and, friends. And Zach Brown. Zach Brown, it yes. Was a, was a big one. Yeah. Well, yeah. and some people would say Jimmy Buffett out Beach Boyed the Beach Boys. The other thing is, is to, today, <laughs> if Jimmy Buffett came out with all that Caribbean stuff, would they say that he was guilty of cultural appropriation? <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe. You yeah. know, because, oh, Jolly Mon, Jolly Mon, really? You're going to speak in a Jamaican accent in a song? Come on now. Oh, I'm getting controversial, and it's only Tuesday. I was going to say, oh, please. please. I just, Don't put that out great the just to great. kind of visit Margaritaville while I was in, in bumper to bumper. It was nice. Well, and uh, um, uh, the Dreamweaver guy. Gary Wright. Gary Wright. Passed also, away. Also, was, I think it was with Spooky Tooth originally. I saw I him in concert Tooth. at uh, CMU's Rose Arena years ago. 
not one guitar in his band. It was all keyboards. Really? Yeah, it was like four or five guys on keyboards. Was there at least a guitar? It was key, yeah. He okay. was on a keytar. Okay, good. He was on because yeah. Otherwise, it's like just five guys standing there, at, at, you know, behind their keyboard. Someone no, playing the spoons, you know. So at least he could kind of move and rock a little bit. But uh, yeah, the Dreamweaver, which was a great album when it came out, and, and I feel pretty like, unique. I feel like there's a guitar in Dreamweaver. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. It's a keyboard trying to sound like a guitar. Oh, it is a trippy sounding song. So this must have been in the era of the synthesizer. Oh, yeah. Where everything yeah, was. Uh, yeah. And that's really what well, that was his stock and trade. He also had a great album called The Light of Smiles, which is his second album. And it didn't get nearly as enough uh, play as it should have. It was good. So uh, rest in peace. 80 years old. Yeah. And that, yeah. That's a heck of a run. Well, I think Jimmy Buffett probably would have made it to 80 if he wore the sunscreen. We were talking about yeah. earlier, his heyday was the 70s, the 80s. That's back when people were not wearing sunscreen. They were wearing baby oil to get more sun into them. Something my wife did, you know. She would. She was not just uh, tan. She was almost purple, you know, <laughs> back in those days. And and it does come. You, you pay for it later. Yeah. Sure. sure. And then you put the sun in in your hair and then yeah. lay on tin foil. Oh, my uh, God. My my roommate did that, and he came back with, I mean, he was the first Donald Trump. He came out with (laughs) orange hair. It was just a disaster. We're going to have a kegger. It's going to be huge. Um, (laughs) I got a blister sunburn in fifth grade, and and ever since then, last day of fifth grade, there was a pool party. I didn't wear sunscreen. Ever since then, I'm that guy who, like, you know, his nose is all white. Like, I am Mr. Sunscreen now. Were you, were you like the, the old Woody Allen line? I don't tan, I stroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's There's no in-between. There's no in-between. Well, I do get the tan on my left arm from the window down on the, my right arm. It's it's not the a farm. driver's yeah, tan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Jill Biden uh, turns out that uh, she uh, she she is being quarantined with COVID nineteen. Um, COVID nineteen. I don't want to say it's making a, a comeback, but but cases seem to be up. I know, guy. Uh, one of the headlines you sent us is that uh, um, there's it seems to be uh, an influx of it up north. And uh, I mean, people on my social media, you know, they're they're freaking out. They're they're wondering about mask mandates. They're worrying about. Uh, well, lot- and the media's driving that. And, and I don't. That's we're far, far away from that. But it does. It does kind of get me thinking. All right. You know, I haven't gotten a booster. I don't know if I got one last year. It's been a long time since I've gotten a booster. And uh I mean, if my doctor tells me I need to get a booster, I'll do it. I'll listen to my doctor. But other than that, I'm not I'm not really looking. I'm not looking to get one at this point. So we don't have a booster for the XBB 1.5 variant, which I guess is the one that they think is going to be the most uh, Mm -hmm. prevalent. That's not coming till October. I've got friends that are, you know, I had a buddy that's going to the Ryder Cup in Italy. And he goes, gosh, should I go get a booster? Yeah, but it's almost a year old. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a dilemma for a lot of people. But, yeah, the cases are up. Here's the good news. The early results on this 2.86 variant that everybody was concerned about first identified here in Washtenaw County. Yep. Not as virulent as they thought it would be. Doesn't seem to. I mean, the early indications are that it's not going to be the threat that we thought it was. Still early, but. Sure. So some good news there. And, you know, just just try a mandate. Just try. People are so tired. I, I don't think I you know. find any compliance Just, at all. Yeah. We're we're looking to go overseas for our honeymoon in December. Mm-hmm. I may because of that. Right. 
Like the yeah. thing is, I'm not I'm not going to make a big deal out of it if my doctor says yes. Otherwise, you know, I'll let nature take its course. We'll be back. With Renee Vitale, and just because you're battling cancer doesn't mean you can't climb mountains, which is exactly what 64-year-old John Rathel is doing. A gross seal man who's been fighting multiple myeloma along with his doctor, Jeffrey Zonder, for over a decade. And now the two men focus on a new foe, Mount Kilimanjaro. They talked to Guy Gordon and Lloyd Jackson on JR Morning. So many of our neighbors are battling cancers of, of various varieties. For many, it's their own personal Everest to overcome uh, this dreaded disease. And then others try to conquer mountains in reality <laughs> while they're fighting that personal <laughs> Everest. Yes. And we want to introduce you to one of them. 64-year-old John Rathoff is uh, a multiple myeloma patient. He has been fighting this for 12 years. And in uh, in the next week... He is going to be seeking to conquer Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. We're joined by John and his doctor, Jeffrey Zonder, who is also going to be making the climb. Gentlemen, good morning. Morning. Good morning, guy. Good to have you with us. Uh, this is, I guess, John, were you a climber before you went on this, this journey, before your diagnosis? You know, I've always loved the uh, mountains and backcountry, but I never thought that I would go this high. And um, it's been uh, it's been pretty amazing. You know, you, you couldn't have said any better. It's when you're diagnosed with cancer, you you get uh, afraid and you don't know what your future is. And when Dr. Zonder and I did Everest, my message was uh, to all the people that I spoke to is um, your your Everest may not be the top of Everest or base camp Everest, but it's doing a lot of things in life that uh, you want to do, and now is the time to go conquer it. And, and John, you know, it, it's always great, I think, to have that close connection with your doctor. You both are um, hikers. You like hiking. My doctor uh, at Henry Ford, uh, Dr. G, he's a boxing fan and I'm a boxing fan. So we have a lot in common, you know, we talk and it just makes it easier for you guys to, to talk about things and to get things done. What, how do you feel about that? The fact that you guys are both avid hikers and, and it just kind of came together like that. Well, you're exactly right. And, um, you know, the Carmano Cancer Institute is just a world-class facility right here in Detroit. And, when uh, when you go and you're you're concerned about your future and you're afraid and the first people you start talking to are the uh, the nurses and then you meet your doctor, it took a while for Dr. Zonder and I to get around to uh, hiking, and then when we did, um, it really opened up um, a great relationship and a more comfortable relationship uh, regarding our treatments. Um, but yeah, it. Um, I like the boxing side of it, though. Maybe uh, maybe I could bring in some boxing gloves the next time I'm in clinic. And uh... yeah, we're not we're not boxing, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Zonder, talk to me about the the other fight uh, that, that that's being waged here. We know that multiple myeloma is. We've seen certainly in terms of treatment a lot of improvements over the past twenty years, but it's still incurable. This is to raise money for research. Talk to me about the promise that you see there. I, I think things are moving so fast in the field of multiple myeloma. 
Um, there's about 35,000 people per year diagnosed in the United States. Um, uh, and, and the number of people walking around with this disease, you know, just keeps growing and growing because uh, outcomes keep getting better and better with new therapies. Um, uh, the Carmona's Cancer Institute's been um, a big part of developing many of these therapies, um, partly because uh, we're a member institution of the Multiple Myeloma Research Consortium, which is a national network of research centers. And um, uh, this, uh, this hike that we're doing is actually uh, part of a fundraiser uh, for the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation uh, and that consortium. Um, the, uh, uh, the, the, the therapies um, you know, that uh, patients uh, undergo include new uh, targeted therapies, uh, include uh, bone marrow transplant or, well, autologous stem cell transplant, which uh, Kamama says one of the largest programs in the, uh, in the country. Uh, and, and most recently, uh, we have new immune therapies, uh, and one that a lot of people have heard about is CAR T cells, and Kamanos has been uh, the leader in Michigan in developing uh, uh, that cellular therapy, which I think in the future is going to become a really important part of uh, uh, treatment for most patients with myeloma. And and John, you know, you you as you said, you're an average hiker. You just don't do this just to like you know uh, put another notch in your belt as far as you know racking up climbs. Uh, you you really do this to give people with uh, multiple myeloma hope. Well, that's exactly right. When I was diagnosed, um, I didn't have anyone to talk to, and I and I didn't have anybody to um, to share uh, their success stories after the diagnosis. And I spent a lot of time um, really alone. You're alone with this disease. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I have the ability to um, to do these and then get involved with patients' lives and newly diagnosed cancer patients in general to um, to talk to them and, and give them hope and, and communicate that, you know, a cancer diagnosis and certainly multiple myeloma is not a death sentence. And there are great treatments here right in Detroit at Carmano's. So, yeah, this, this is the only reason I do it is to uh, provide hope for uh, cancer patients. And, John, for those in our audience that would like to support you, I know that you've got some pretty ambitious goals in terms of the fundraising. This is going to go on from September 3rd to the 13th. You leave this afternoon. How do we support you? Where do we go? Well, probably the best thing to do would be um, – to support me directly is um, to go to uh, give that the MMRF dot org backslash team rapel. Again, that's give dot the MMRF dot org backslash team rapel. And actually, that website that's a lot to remember. It's actually on the podcast on thegreatvoice.com. Just go to JR Morning and look for Rathel and, and Zonder. It's right there. Uh, great cause. It's First Thing with Mike Parsons and Renee Vitale. We'll be back after the news on WJR.